With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. You also might be listening to this on the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed because this is the Gilcast uh, Week Seven. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Sammy Reed and Nate Noling for the Gilcast. Um, I guess, I guess, spoilers. Just another week of absolutely owning the nerds. Um, we all had good tournament teams. Uh, absolutely smoked. In cash, Nate did not play four carries, zero target. Mike Davis in cash, which, to be honest, um, like really the most disappointing thing of the day was that was that Nate told us all week he wasn't going to play him despite being five point two k against the Miami Dolphins. It's it's a bummer, Nate. With with every freaking good team on the buy, Nate, you you Mike Davis fading cuck. Explain yourself. Why did you rob the people? Yeah, I, I mean, it's more of a bit at this point. I was never going to play Mike Davis and cash here. I mean, looking back, I actually had to look at it this week. I, I've only played him in cash twice this year. <laughs> but it's like, it's just a bit at this point. But no, he was never in play today. Will he ever be in play again for you? Is this it? Have you now have you cured yourself of Mike Davis-itis? I don't play like that. Like uh, someone's dead or, I mean, it's it's a week by week. If, if he well, right, gets if, to a if, price if, point, if Patterson gets hurt, I guess. Yeah. Or, him. or if he gets to a price point where he's worth it, like Mike yeah, Davis but no, would, I mean, would not be playable right now for 4,000 DraftKings dollars. Yeah. He got, four, he got I mean, four carries and zero targets. And zero targets. <laughs> if, if him and Brandon Bolden are the same price, you're just smashing Brandon Bolden. Dude, right? Bolden, Bolden. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Bolden fourth highest scoring running back in the main slate. Bolden got passing work i mean this dude got like how many targets did he have i mean I have he at least he at least i know he had he had five receptions on one drive so i don't know how many total targets he got but i know uh i know that that happened i mean what this this was um an absurd day of football like i know my teams were good but i really was not enjoying watching the football as it was happening to be honest. no i i had a bad time Golden. i had a bad time all day and i won like, yeah, I, yeah, I, that doesn't make sense I had a great time because it was, I mean, Bolden had seven targets on 14 routes run. I mean, he was, it was nuts. <laughs> well, I think they just started messing around because they were up by so much. Like they could have played JJ Taylor there. I mean, the, the reason why Bolden got all the passing down stuff was they flip-flopped JJ Taylor and Ramondre again, and they made Ramondre an active. So here, let's go, let's go through real quick. So Nate wins again, 180.84. Ugh. I got second, 166.18. Whirling Dervish. Sammy Reed, 153.3. I wonder if you guys noticed this. I lost last week. 
way more invites this week. Got way, I got like, I got like 20 invites this week. I, I got a not, bunch. I got a bunch too. And, and Nate, you should have gotten most of all because Mike Davis. I didn't. I think I got two or three invites. And then I got a couple of people like DMing me on Twitter. Like what's your, what's your screen name? So I think I played like five people, but not enough. Not I, you enough. know what I'll do? Need you know what invites. I do when I, when I tweet this link out, I will, I will do a screenshot of the three man. That's a, that, that's a good idea. I did have some guy DM me sometime during the week. Uh, and he said, enjoy the Gil cast. Can you send me a head to head on DK? Cause I can't figure out how to send invites. I did send him an invite and he said, thanks. Good luck. Hopefully Nate sends one dude. It didn't even play Khalil Herbert last week. And then we, and then we laughed. Yeah. Oh man. Khalil Herbert, by the way, Sammy, you said a lot of dumb shit in our group chat this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that you wanted people to play Herbert against you when he got like 23 touches in the bonus. Yeah, buddy. I wasn't the one who said DeAndre Swift was the worst play of the week or whatever you said. Right? I just said, yeah, Davis, you had relative, some, you but had I got to eat it. I got to eat it. Yeah, I got to eat was... it. So this is, this is my thing on Swift. Relying on the garbage time is, it's hard for me to get there, even though I know his target share is what it is. You know, I, I know all of these things. I, I work on the projections. I put Swift stuff in there, you know, and Swift is in optimals, whatever. Maybe I'll consider him. But it's just hard for me uh, to rely on the garbage time. But, of course, if you score a 62-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage, uh, you, don't, you don't need garbage time. So I was definitely wrong about Swift this week. Got to eat it. Got to eat. This is how you take an L gracefully, Nate. I was wrong. I was wrong to say that Swift was not uh, – uh, a a vi- you said he was egregious but yeah and you uh, no. out in capital letters and put a space in between each letter so it was just e-g-r this is why this is why yeah. i thought he was egregious i thought there were four clear plays at the running back position in cash and i wasn't really considering anyone else so like you know Khalil herbert whatever i didn't think he was i I would have never played Khalil Herbert. Let's talk about those plays because I think the three plays that I played at running back combined for like 26 points total. You got, you got three snowflakes at the running back. I I was all snowflake at the running back position. And it's just, I was tilting all day until, until the, the the four guys I thought were playable at running back were Daryl Henderson, Daryl Williams, Chuba Hubbard, and um, Leonard Fournette. And I thought that, Henderson was the best. Fournette was the second best. And it was a total coin flip between Daryl and Chuba. And, uh, you know, Nate, Nate basically just played Swift over the Nate. Oh, no, I see what, because he didn't have a hundred bucks. Yeah. I didn't have the hundred bucks. Well, no had extra salary because he played. Let's, let's, let's like put the lineups out there. Okay. All right. So Nate's team. Jalen Hurts, Daryl Henderson, Daryl Williams, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, Hunter Renfro, Foster Moreau, DeAndre Swift, Cardinals defense. I played Lamar Jackson, Daryl Henderson, Daryl Williams, Godwin, Cup, Bateman, Foster Moreau, Leonard Fournette, Cardinals defense. Sammy played Jalen Hurts, Chuba Hubbard, Daryl Williams, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, Rashad Bateman, Ricky Seals-Jones, Daryl Henderson, and the Cardinals defense. Yeah, did did put the late game running back in my flex this week. I'm sure everyone's happy to know. Although I didn't swap out of it as I probably should have. Um, uh, no, no, because I I was obviously you guys know I was looking at swaps pretty closely, and 
One, we ran super bad with Lamar not coming in on that last drive. There were seven minutes left and they put Huntley in. Lamar was, he was, well, I ran really bad then. I I thought one of you played him, but he he was 17 yards away from the rushing bonus and 43 yards away from the passing bonus with seven minutes left. And they, they pulled him. Um, So I, I, was thinking I wasn't going to have to they lay got, They got I, run – sorry, I just have to point this they out. They got ran. run that hard by the Cincinnati Bengals at home that they had to pull Lamar Jackson with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. That is yeah, – it's really bad. That is the egregious. Yeah. Uh, the offense was just terrible. Well, we, we can talk more about that stuff later. So let's do let's do running backs first, which was it's, – it's kind of a multi-layer discussion. One, Nate, what, what was your thinking on um, – not playing Chuba, who I think was the most owned running back in in cash games. I'm I'm looking real quick. I got to scroll all the way down. Yeah, he was the most owned or second most owned running back in cash games behind Henderson. Yeah, I um I mean I liked Chuba for sure. I I actually had Chuba above Swift um, at, at lock. I wanted Chuba. The three, yeah, I think I, I was looking at four running backs or uh, five running backs. It's kind of the four that you were looking at plus Swift. Yeah, I was um, I think all week my team was Jalen, Chuba, Durrell, Bateman, Cup, Godwin, Seals, uh, Henderson, and Cardinals D. But this morning after the Waller news, it was clear to me at like 11 o'clock that Waller was like, he was he was going to be out. He was he was doubtful, trending towards out, and I thought Renfro became such a better play than Bateman. I just thought the floor for Renfro in, in a spot like this versus Bateman was so much higher, and that Moreau became a like lock of all lock. locks, yeah, uh, saving twelve hundred dollars. So it really became a renfro moreau off of seals jones and bateman except i lost a hundred dollars so i had to go down to swift and i thought swift projected within like i mean it was literally a three tenths of a point yeah it was three tenths of a point from chuba so i was fine going swift over chuba but it wasn't a i wanted swift over chuba like i actually had chuba better play it was just the the decision point for me was the waller news and that was what changed me from the I mean, the essentially the same team that you guys had. So, so, so let's, let's just talk about that point because I was, you know, I obviously I was considering it, but I decided to stick with Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, my reasoning was, is that, you know, a, we weren't sure that Waller was going to be out, even though it did look is sketch, right? I mean, the guy like popped up on the injury report, you know, the, the Schefters and Rappaports were like, yeah, he's not feeling good. You know, he's going to try and pregame this and that. Um, but I really didn't like the. I guess the the option was to swap to Cole Komet. Um, if the the swaptions were there, they were not great. the The swaptions were the swaptions well, were fine, and the reason why the swaptions were fine was that tight end was just such a goddamn mess this week. I didn't really think I was going to be losing that many projected points if I had to play Komet or OJ Howard or whatever. Yeah. My, so and, my, my my other and issue, you have. Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. And the other thing about that team is if you play that team, the only early lock that you had was Darrell Williams. So your whole lineup could have been moved around based on information. You could have looked at ownership from the earlier games. You could have pivoted off Hertz to staff. I mean, you could have literally done anything. It wasn't just the tight end pivot. It was, you you had so much more information to build your lineup. 
Sammy told me what I did was fish, which was I played Lamar. So I played Lamar instead of Hertz. Um, cause I, you know, it's, it's fucking Lamar, like, you know, guy, like Lamar, Lamar was terrible today. His team got boat raced and he got 23, which actually is the same thing that happened to Jalen Hurts. Same thing that happened to Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Same thing that happened to Hurts. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm not saying like, I'm not going to be like playing Hurts was bad, but just for me in my head, I'm like, Lamar's $400 more. I should probably just play Lamar. Um, but what I did that Sammy said was bad was I played because I, I much like Nate, I had Darrell Williams for like literally the same thing that happened to Nate. I had Darrell Williams for 16.2 points and I had Hubbard for 15.8 points. So it was a total coin flip, but the $200 there made it so that I could just 1v1 Comet versus Moreau if I needed to. Um, and Sammy was like, Sammy literally. So, so, asked, so, so in, in practice, what this means is you left $500, $500 on, the, on table. the table. And yes, I did. I did. But think I that see, was fish. I think I that's, continue to think it's fish. I think that's mentally weak logic because if I just sent a lineup with Comet in it, you would have been like, yeah, like that's fine. But no, but, I, I would not have yeah. that. That is incorrect. Comet was I actually in don't know where I, this week. yeah, I actually don't know where I stand on this. Normally I would agree with Sammy, but I actually do think that because because of the way that like salary works, it actually ends up being a bias against you where you feel the need to use it all, even if it's not an optimal construction. I had Darrell for more points and Moreau for more points. Yeah. Like Davis almost played suboptimally just to use the salary. And I think Sammy, that's what you're saying would have been sharper. And in this instance, I I don't think it was. And I also just what I'm saying, I'm saying if you've built a lineup that you think is optimal with $500 left on the table, you should tear that bitch down and rebuild it. Like that's, that's what, what but, but what was I going to do? Cause I was never playing. I mean, I think Ren, I think what Nate did playing Renfro was fine, but I was, I felt pretty strongly about playing Lamar. So the only other thing that I could have done would to be what Nate would have done, which was, play Jalen Hurts and play Renfro over Bateman. And, and I mean, to be like, I'm not, I think everyone played fine this week, so I'm not trying to dunk on anyone, but I think not playing Bateman at 3,400 was like, I don't want to say bad, but I don't think it was good. I think Bateman no, I, I get, I get why Nate did I, what he did because yeah. Renfro is just a far, far safer player. Um, you know, yeah, yes. I mean, he just, he just gets these low eight dot targets. They go out of their way to get him the ball. Um, you know, in a way he's not, he's generally not going to disappear from the game in the same way that Bateman certainly can. Like, yeah, he got six low eight dot targets last week. Great. Um, But like, would you be surprised if he went zero for zero on two targets this week? I wouldn't have. Um, No, I like the passing. The passing volume is not there. Yeah. I liked Bateman and I played Bateman, but I, I think that what Nate did was sharp and I liked getting Renfro in there. Dude, the, the Lamar Lamar has had, like more passing attempts per game than Joe Burrow. I I don't I don't buy the idea that the Bengals are like a low volume passing offense. I haven't said well, the bank yeah, the Bengals are definitely playing a little bit different than they started the year. But um yeah, I, I don't think that Bateman had any floor at all. I think his what what was this? His second game in play in a in a team that doesn't in the, in the necessarily NFL. want in the yes, NFL in a t- in a in a team that doesn't necessarily want to have a high volume passing offense in a team where Lamar and these running backs could totally just run the ball 35 times and you wouldn't be shocked at all. I versus... see that, So that's where, that's where I disagree. I think the fact that all these running backs are so bad now means that the time of, of the Ravens running the ball that often is, and, and we have this change in our projections. 
I don't want to speak for other people who do projections, but I am seeing compared to years past, I'm seeing way higher ceiling projections and median projections on Mark Andrews, on Hollywood Brown, even on, even on, you know, secondary guys, because the run pass ratio for Baltimore is, is shifting because these running backs are so bad that they don't want to run. Well, and, and I don't know if you guys read the, I think it was on the ringer, uh, their article, it was either this week or last week about how Lamar's deep passing efficiency has been so amazing this year. Like how he's really stepped up as a player in terms of his deep passing and Baltimore's taking advantage of that and putting defenses in a real bind with their safeties, right? Do they try to stop the run with Lamar? Well, now he can go intermediate to Andrews if they try to take that away. He's actually just been so, so good throwing deep to like Hollywood and, and Bateman and Andrews that it, you're really like putting teams in a bind. Now, obviously, they got blown out by Cincinnati, so who knows, but he has been a great downfield passer this year. Yeah, but Bateman wasn't running downfield. We have no idea who Bateman is and what like what he is for this offense so to assume that he's going to get these downfield that's not true he's just playing the same he's just playing sammy watkins's position i'm i'm hesitant no i I don't think we had enough data going into this game i I agree with nate we didn't have enough data going into this game to know like i said i played bateman i thought he was a strong value but when we're talking floor and cash games uh i i thought it was sharp that nate went up and got a guy who was not going to give him zero yeah, Renfro, the Renfro Moreau thing versus the Renfro Moreau floor versus Bateman and Ricky Seals Jones floor is significantly oh well. I different. was never playing. I was never playing Ricky Seals Jones. I mean, I don't like you don't you don't like playing a, a tight end who gets hundred percent of the snaps. because I just didn't like what it did. I didn't like what it did to the teams. I mean, I had Ricky Seals Jones projected for a twenty percent target share, which is really aggressive for a tight end, and he still really was not getting into optimals for us because. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, looking back on it, it looks bad now, but it's because OJ Howard and Cole Komet were feeding into all these teams. Well, Ricky Seals Jones was a good play at his price. And he like, he, he was, he was fine. fine. So, so here's, here's the other part that I was a little rocky on. And this is, this comes down to like my lack of knowledge about kind of the Raiders depth chart. Right. Um, was they, don't, they have would, no other tight ends. Yeah. Would Foster Moreau because, you know, uh, Moreau gets some work even when Waller's in there. So like, would Moreau step in and like, just take the Waller role or would they, or, or do the running back thing? Yeah. yeah. Would they rotate tight? And, and I wasn't quite sure that they'd give him like a 90% snap share off the bat. I just, that, that came to a lack of knowledge. I didn't really feel comfortable with it. Um, obviously a $2,500 tight end on a team that like likes to throw their tight ends is a good play, but considering I wasn't sure about the snap rate if Waller was out and wasn't sure if Waller was going to be out. I stuck with RSJ. It might've been mentally weak, but that was, that was so my if thought we, process. If we really want to get in the weeds here, the other Raiders tight end who has trolled us in the past, Derek Carrier, you know, he's no. on the, he's on the IR. So that was like, I was like, there's just, there's not a, a way that Marode does not play basically the same snaps that Ricky Seals Jones did. And we don't have snap counts yet, but I bet when they come out tomorrow, and because they, they he was out, he was out there, he was, yeah. out, he was there. out there a lot, he was out there a lot, and it was, it was yeah, just, I don't know, it was just Darren Waller wearing number eighty-seven, <laughs> and he Darren, was two point five, and I didn't play him. Like it's just so bad. <laughs> this is your <laughs> brand, Sammy. This is your yeah. brand playing, buddy. Buddy, my tight end brand is in shambles. Like, like it's, this is Ross Dwelly on the Raiders, dude. What are you doing? Oh my God, yeah. This to is, me, the this interesting is thing wasn't. It wasn't that I played Foster. It was what was I going to do if Waller was in? 
that was like all all the yeah, what morning was, what or all the, the early what, slate. I had a couple of different plans. What was your plan? Well, I had like four or five different teams built, but then I was just looking, I kept on looking at um, just ownership of what the early slate was owned and everybody was bombing. So I had so many outs. Like if I felt like, like even, I was behind even Ridley who, who was owned, oh. I think he got like 17 maybe. Yeah. And maybe. most of his were at the end. He got, he so like 20, he got 26 yards, I think. Yeah, but he's no good. running backs had like more than double digits in the early slate. So I was sitting there going, I have, I could just throw out a tournament lineup at this point if I needed to, like if I was behind, because I only locked one guy in the early slate. So even yeah. if Waller was in it, it I, I, there were so many options in this late slate. I can't remember the last time we had a slate that was this separated where the afternoon slate was so bad so much better uh, i you know what i wish i wish waller i wish waller was in and you guys had pivoted to like oj howard because oj probably would have so so that was so bad my my swap was either straight up to cole Komet because i had the 500 or it was getting up to oj howard and going from uh fournette to brandon cooks i think Oh my God. Yeah. I wish, I mean, I, I love you, Davis. I don't want you to lose money, but like that would have been epic. I could have, I could have played Swift though, too. It, it, I, either you way. wouldn't have played Swift. You could have done anything. You could have done anything. You could have gotten up to Brady. You could have gotten Brady Evans. You could have gotten, you could have got, if could've, you felt like you were anything. behind, you could have done one thing. If you felt like you wanted to go with the chalk, you uh, could have done you know one what? thing. You know what? If I really felt that I was behind and luckily I didn't, I would have played Henry Ruggs. Ruggs would have, Ruggs would have been the guy if I, if I really felt that I was chasing. Yeah. Like I, I said that, I said that going in, it was like the part of the reason I liked it was that you could swap to rugs who, you know, obviously can get there on like three targets. Yeah. You could have gotten, I, I probably would have gotten off Cardinals defense to get down to commit and kept the rest of my build. Cause I felt so confident about the guys. I, I can't remember the last time I felt like this confident about a receiver, but cup was cup was, I, I think I had him in a hundred percent of my tournament lineups as well. He was just so clearly like, Everything about cups in this spot, it was just unfatable to me. Uh, and I had like, he broke pretty much every, everything that I have of like his expected ownership to what it should be. It was yeah. like, you have to play when, him. When, when, when we flipped over in the afternoon games and I asked what he was owned and you're like 25%, I'm like, holy uh, yeah, shit. That was insane. I, what I, are going on? It was because he was eighteen percent in the red zone, eighteen percent in a single was, entry. What are people doing? I was dust. Well, I I'll tell you. I'll tell Darryl you. Williams and Ricky Seals Jones. Like I didn't have anything. I was dust, and I just played Cooper Cup, and that was it. That 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 that's all that happened. And none of us faded Cooper Cup. Um, and it's people, a good week. People split Devonte Adams and Cooper Cup. Devonte Adams was twenty point five percent owned in the massive twenty five dollar. Cooper Cup was 30%. So I still think he was, uh, let me sort by ownership here. So Godwin was the most owned. Bateman, the second. Calvin Ridley got 12 as the third. And Cooper Cup was only the fourth most owned wide receiver. Can't have it. The nerds are tilting. Yeah. I mean, they're the, yeah. He's he's the new Michael Thomas, right, Nate? Yeah. No, he's the new new Randy Moss, dude. Like Michael Michael Thomas was never this dominant with touchdowns. Michael Thomas would get 11 receptions in the bonus every single game, but you were not locking in a touchdown every single week this way with Michael Thomas. Yeah, and and the thing that's cool about Cup is he goes deep now. Like they they bomb him the ball, dude. It's amazing. Well, it's it's because- Dude, he runs all sorts of routes. Every little thing you can think of. 
He runs running back wheel routes. He runs he runs deep routes. He runs slants. He runs all over the field. He, he runs the Eric Decker touchdown play. Yes. He runs everything. Except they except, literally dude, call the play and put him in the running back position next every to, time next to every Stafford, time and then he ran route. a running back wheel route. Every time he runs that option route from the backfield, it is a guaranteed completion. I've never seen that play fail for them. He, he makes incredible decisions. He's an incredible route runner and Stafford wants to get him the ball every time. And so it's just like, and, and, and LA is going to throw the ball so often. So yeah, I think Devonte Adams probably more talented, all this other stuff, but at the end of the day, like cup is unfavorable. More talented. I really, think Devonte is like, yeah, Devonte, I, I, I think agree. is the most talented wide receiver by far. Yeah, probably AJ Brown, maybe. AJ Brown is disgusting. Um, all right, is there? Uh, yeah, else? AJ oh, Brown well, was the only good part of my Mahomes double stack teams. Um, I mean, like, I I don't Leonard Fournette. I hate that I have to be this guy, but neither of you guys played Fournette, and I'm not saying it wasn't bad to play him, but he was my clear number two behind, um, behind Daryl Henderson, which is funny because Daryl Henderson had this like terrible game, like. Well, I, I had, I had Fournette in the, I thought it, for me, it was Daryl Henderson was the lock. And then it was two of Chuba, Fournette, Chuba, Fournette and, you know, Swift and, and, and yeah. And I, I thought they were all really close. I ended up, I had Fournette originally. I had Fournette and the Giants D. Yeah. Two, <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah. It would have been, been nice. It would have been, been, I mean, I, I, I had the Giants D all week and then I just got too scared of eating a freaking 24 burger from the Cardinals. I did too bro I was like Arizona DST is gonna is gonna bury me and I went down to Daryl and up from Fournette and up to the Arizona DST because I was like I was I was worried I was worried about the Arizona DST yeah Fournette was great it was just that that like five what was he six hundred dollars more than Darrell three hundred dollars more than Shuba two hundred dollars yeah. I mean that four hundred dollars actually meant a lot on this slate because not not to Davis like pushed you off on the table it was no big deal well I was just in a it was just in a weird spot I just got myself I just got myself in a in a weird spot I mean I Sammy I would have had 300 left over if I would have just straight up played Chuba over Daryl which would have been completely immaterial to the slate those guys were a total coin flip I I the reason I did it was to leave myself extra salary for swapping yeah, which so we, theory I think is fine, uh, but five hundred dollars is just probably too much. Let's, let, yeah. dude, let's talk about the Chiefs. I, let's talk well, about. The I want to talk about Williams. I want to talk about a couple other catch plays that a lot of people got onto at like eleven o'clock that we didn't play, uh, and I want to hear just kind of what your guys' thoughts were. Those the, the Miami guys with Waddle and Gasicki, uh, or both were really good the, plays, I think. Or Pettis, Pettis from the Giants got a lot of ownership. Pettis, cash Pettis was now. in. Pettis was in non-Moreau optimals that I saw, and they were like, uh, it, it was like um, Pettis, Gasicki, and uh, like Renfro or Jacoby Myers over Bateman Godwin. Bateman, yeah, Godwin, I looked. Moreau. I mean, I was. I looked I was, at the Gasicki team. Yeah, so Gasecki was one of my most owned GPP plays. Uh, he has had like elite usage since. He basically didn't play hardly at all in week one. And since then, and especially since week four, his usage has been completely elite. It didn't fit with the build that I wanted to to do, but like he was a great play. And yeah, I played him a lot in tournaments. Uh, yeah. Pettis, Pettis, I didn't really consider. Um, I was I was worried about John Ross the third. 
Yeah. I mean, Pettis is like, he just is the slot wide receiver, which are, which is like the only throws that um, Daniel Jones can make consistently. Tough scene for the, uh, the Carolina Panthers three and O to start the year. People were, people were, were touting their Super Bowl futures that they got. Oh my God. Well, let's, let's talk yeah. about Tuba for a minute what? because, because uh, Abdullah was active and, and we were talking a little bit before lock about does that affect Chuba's outlook um, during the game? Uh, it actually, it actually didn't, but like, how did you guys approach that? That was, that was what, that was what made me feel comfortable playing Daryl instead. It was just cause, cause Rodney Smith was coming off the practice squad and um, you know, really he, so in the, it was the Cowboys game. He really influenced Chuba's playing time. And then when he went back down to the practice squad, it did the reverse and Chuba was playing way more. And so just, just the, the threat of that being there, when a backfield goes from two guys to three guys, you know, we knew the chiefs were just going to be two, which is why I yeah. felt a little bit better about Daryl. But it actually ended up being just Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman was the one who took 50% of the work from Chuba. Chuba actually split with Royce. Royce ran more routes than Chuba. Royce ran 21 routes to Chuba's 18. Uh, And then Royce Royce saw 45% of the snaps and Chuba saw 53. Like it was... Which pretty I, much I, a, I mean, I just think that's just some of because the game was completely. Yeah, it, it was. Chuba was playing more as the game went on. Like he ended up, I mean, he was doing, he had a great first quarter. And I think yeah. he had like nine rushes and two catches at the half, you know, and you're just like, okay, this is, this is good. And then it just completely fell apart for Carolina and they just literally couldn't do anything but three and out and turn the ball over. Yeah. 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 It was just, that was frustrating because I, I had some shoot and some seasonal stuff, but yeah, overall, I thought the running back position was pretty close with those four. I, I, th- I don't think if you played one of those guys, I don't think you made a mistake. How many times am I going to watch one of these dusty Ravens running backs score a touchdown when Lamar gets them down to the one yard line? Like how many oh, times buddy. am I going to be Lamar was seven. Lamar had the bonus and then it got called back by penalty. And then Joe Mixon scores a 28 yard rushing touchdown and Samaj Piran scores like a 48-yard rushing touchdown, and that's just it, and it's just over. Well, as a, as a man who is forced to play Devonta Freeman in like two seasonal leagues yep. this week because I of eyes, uh, I wasn't I wasn't angry about it. You know, I was like, oh yeah, there's D Free. You know, good to see him out there limping around. It's great. All right, we're we're burying the lead a little bit. Let's let's get let's get to Davis. Davis, I think it's time for you to take a W. You had a you had a smash. You had a smash tournament. Team. Let's go, Davis. Yep. So I, I did, I had a really good tournament team. Let me find it. So it was a Matthew Stafford double stack in the $50 red zone, single entry, Matt Stafford, fat Len, Darrell Williams got eight, not great. Cooper cup, three touchdown, Mike Evans, AJ Brown with 30 Foster Moreau with 18 Van Jefferson with 14 and the Cardinals defense with 11 Lennon had a chance to, uh, to do it for me. Got a carry from the one yard line, lost oh. three yards, uh, got a tar- got a target in the end zone and just didn't come close to catching it. What it what it was like a twenty two thousand dollars swing. Yeah, a th- got- a, a, a 0.33 Bitcoin swing. That's brutal. Yeah, a twenty twenty thousand dollars swing on that drop. Ugh. But but, but dude, eight- that was a great. Yeah. Good, good team. Good team. Talk about your process and like putting it together. Um, so you know, and, and, and I having actually Evans, I- having Evans was great. So. I was telling you guys this morning, I was like running behind this. I went to the gym this morning and like kind of woke up a little bit late. So I was just like, and like messing with seasonal teams and stuff. So I was doing tournament teams like 30 minutes before, which most of the time I have them set. 
And I, I, my three teams this week were Stafford double stacks, Brady double stacks, and Mahomes double stacks, which I thought was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty close to the optimal way to allocate. And I, I definitely thought that Mike Evans at what I expected to be like 8% ownership, what he was actually 10. I just thought he seemed a lot, basically the same range of outcomes to what Chris Godwin would be able to do. But, you know, Godwin was probably the most owned wide receiver in tournaments. I know he was the most owned wide receiver in cash. Obviously you got to do cup with Stafford and then Van Jefferson. It's just like, you know, he basically runs the same amount of routes as Robert Woods. Woods just kind of gets, you know, and Woods got more usage in this game too, but with the, cause there were not, like, I did not like that 5K range of wide receivers, like, you know, uh, Devonta Smith and Henry Ruggs and stuff. Like, they were fine, but I didn't want to, like, force my lineup around that. I, I would much rather get the I, – I just wanted Cup, and I wanted Mike Evans, so I was like, yeah, I'll just play Van Jefferson as the as double. The, the thing that feels bad looking at this team is playing the, um, the 40% owned Arizona Cardinals defense. It's, like, one of the things we know – yeah. is like, just do not play the defense that's that's most known. And I don't think I would have, but I was messing around on FanDuel this week, and I noticed that the Cardinals were the max salary there. They were 5000 on FanDuel, and that kind of mentally weaked my head. I played the Cardinals on on all of my teams, actually. They were, they were, they were such an underpriced defense. Like, that's a defense that DraftKings is it, normally... But it is. It's, it's, almost like, it's almost like showdown logic, where yeah. when a price is so attractive, it actually makes them a worse play. And I think we saw that with the Cardinals. Like, yeah. I, I think at, at literal... I mean, I think at $2,000... Thought experiment. If the Arizona Cardinals were $2,000, and they were going to be... 50% of the teams in tournaments were going to own them. I still think they're probably a fade, which means that I, I played bad, I think. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's right. I, you know, I pivoted at that price point to a lot of Green Bay DST um, in tournaments because yeah. they were, I think, 3.3. That was the way I got off of Arizona. Um, but yeah, they were so attractive. And it's just such a smash spot that, that I get it. Um, but yeah, a little mentally weak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I... I, I had the Eagles D in a lot of teams, but actually yeah, I, after I played the, them on one halfway through the afternoon or halfway through the early, early games, I was looking at my teams and my, like my early slate, I, again, I barely locked anybody early. I had a lot of Robert Tunyon and Robert Tunyon went off at like 3% ownership. And so I actually adjusted most of my tournament Going teams back. halfway through yeah. and went on to Cardinals onto more chalky fun, stacks. Yeah. And ended up with like, I think 80% of my teams were Brady double stacks. Uh, I think I had like 80% Brady double stacks, like 20% Stafford uh, double stacks. And then I had, or uh, yeah. And then I had some Tua from the early games, but, um, but yeah, overall, I think that was the optimal way to build this week. I couldn't believe how little owned Brady was in tournaments. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't, I think people just assume that, I, I don't know. Yeah, he, I mean, Brady, yes. Brady was Brady was 5%. Um, Stafford was 12%. Uh, you know, looked like uh, here, I'll, let me sort by ownership. So the most owned quarterbacks in single entry were, yeah, Matt Ryan at 12%, Lamar at 12%, Mahomes at 11%. I mean, quarterback never gets that chalky, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but the, but like with with Brown being out, you know exactly where this volume is going in this in this Tampa Bay offense. I mean, it's going to go to Evans, it's going to go to Godwin, it's going to go to Fournette. 
uh, and then maybe a bit to Tyler Johnson or OJ Howard, but like, I don't know. Like I, 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 there was just no chance Brady wasn't going to throw four touchdowns here and that you knew where they were going. And I, and I don't remember the last time we've had that clear of a shot at low ownership. So uh, I thought the Brady double stack was like, yeah, was smash, but um, so yeah, most of my teams with that, I think the, uh, the team that I had in the, uh, uh, in the red zone that we play was uh, Brady Fournette. Um, oh, that's, with, that's, that's interesting. You, you felt like that was fine. Yeah. I, I thought the Brady Fournette Godwin thing was fine because I thought with the bucks getting up, I figured Fournette's going to get more work. I didn't expect uh, what's his face. Uh, Ronald Jones to get, <laughs> to get the goal line touches. Well, I thought I, that, that was, was going to be that all was just, That was just Rand, I think, because of the score. And, and if Brady connects yeah. with Fournette on the passing touchdown, it's, it's all good. It's all <laughs> yeah, gravy, it's all baby. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then the, the bummer about this lineup was I had uh Jacoby Myers, but uh, my early slate lock was Robert Tanyan. And so when he went off, I got right. a lot chalkier. And so then I went with three Rams in this lineup as well with Darrell Henderson, Cooper Cup, and, and Van Jefferson. So um, I had Cooper Cup in pretty much every one of my lineups. And then I also had Falcons D at 2%. So after the early slate locked, I had a 4% Jacoby Myers, 2% Robert Tanyan, and a 2% Falcons. I was like, I don't care about ownership in this late slate. I'm just going to go with who I think is the best place because I felt like the Robert Tunyon thing put me so far ahead because he outscored Kelsey at like 25. So the so. the one thing that that I was um, definitely monitoring was like Godwin at at what I expected him to be owned was like I one I only would have played him with Brady and I think you know doing Fournette doing OJ Howard you know doing one of those other low owned things the right way to do but like skinny brady with godwin um godwin as a one-off like i didn't do godwin as a one-off on on uh on any of these teams and did not did not think he was did, i just did i just didn't think he was a good one-off um which he obviously was very popular which you want yeah if brady is five percent and godwin is 32 percent or whatever yeah, I think your one-offs are where you want to gain that leverage, not 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 just yeah. A- AJ Brown. A- AJ Brown was like, if I am looking at what I did right, playing AJ Brown as a one-off and not in Mahomes stuff was what I I did right, and then everything else in this lineup is pretty so- well. And Foster Moreau, Foster Moreau also just just being yeah. willing to to play a twenty five hundred dollar Foster Moreau. To to me, the 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 difficult thing in tournaments this week was the bring back discussion. I, this was the first time I've built my single I, I did entry no teams bring without backs on bring backs. Yeah, I did zero bring backs. I didn't have anybody from Detroit, and Same. I didn't have anybody from Chicago. And it was the first time I built tournament teams in seven weeks with that. And yeah, I don't I don't know if that's optimal. I'm still new to tournament. Like, I mean, I obviously I had a good week. I finished like uh, top ten percent in in most things, and then I think I. I had a sweat and like the engage eight, but uh, the three max stuff, but yeah, overall, I, I don't know if that was, if that was optimal this week or, or not, but yeah, these Sammy, lions, did you... these lions bring backs have just been so dust and the bears so bring dust. Backs, and the bears bring backs are even more dusty and the Texans bring backs are somehow even more dusty. So it was just like the, the Titans were the one massive spread where, where you wanted to bring backs and that ended up that the chiefs are fucking terrible. Yeah. What, the uh, only, the Sammy? only stacks. Yeah. The only stacks I thought you could build were the KC 10 C game or the, uh, uh, Atlanta Miami game. I thought pretty much every other build should have been no bring back. Would you run Sammy? Uh, let me take a look in the small red zone. 
Let's see. So I actually did. So I, I did a Green Bay double stack without a bring back. Um, obviously, this was a game where McLaurin uh, smashed on yeah, the way back. Nuts. So yeah, un- unfortunate. But uh, but I did do Rogers, Tunyon, and Devonte Adams on this team. Uh, I went chalky. So I, I thought that was fairly contrarian. Um, I didn't think a lot of people would own a lot of Green Bay um, in that way. Well, Tunyon, the, the second guys especially. Exactly. Um, I, I did play Daryl Henderson and Daryl Williams at running back. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Christian Kirk were my other receivers. Brandon Cooks uh, as a one-off. Yeah, tough scene. Very tough scene. Um, and <laughs> yes, not not good, Chief. Uh, I did play Tyler Johnson in this lineup, and then the Patriots defense. Okay. Um, I, I I actually don't I actually don't hate the Tyler Johnson one-off to be honest. Like I think he he's basically the same play as Van Jefferson. Yeah, I mean you know it is it is what it is. Like obviously with Daryl uh, Henderson, I didn't want to have Van Jefferson also. Um, you know as like two one-offs, uh, but and I didn't want to play the Green Bay DST because I was doing a Green Bay stack, which is why I went with uh, New England, but you know, I think it was an okay idea, I guess, but you know, at the end of the day, like this, it, it wasn't a real good lineup, not real successful. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, I, I, so I probably will go the whole year without doing Rogers double stacks because one, because of like the pin the tail on the donkey nature of like, is it going to be Lazard? Is it going to be Tunyon? Is it going to be Randall Cobb? You know? And then also the fact that like a huge chunk of their production also goes to Aaron Jones. And like, I think you, I think you can double stack with running backs who catch passes, but Aaron Jones is always a shitty price point for doing that. He's always like 7,200 and every week there's some $6,500 running back who ends up being the nuts. Like every, it, it feels like the new meta on DraftKings is actually not playing the 9k running backs and playing 9k wide receivers and 6k running backs whereas in the past we used to load up on the 9k running backs and play the 6k wide receivers yeah yeah what you should be doing is playing Brandon Bolden and Damian Harris in the same lineup because I saw that winning a bunch of tournaments this week yeah just 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 smash I mean builds this yeah most most of my most my stuff was like Mahomes and Brady double stacks I just happened to play uh, this was this is like Mahomes, the smallest yeah. single entries that I play, so I yeah through it. Well, at least at least we won't have to deal with uh, torturing ourselves with Chiefs players anymore because it looks like Mahomes is hurt. I mean they so. they turned Tennessee turned him into absolute dust today. Like they he turned him. he t- it wasn't anything Tennessee did. He he it the, they are just a broken unit, right? Like I I mean I don't know. Like analytically, I find it very hard to explain, but it just looks like. It's just bad, dude. Well, I mean, like uh, it's all I'll bad. explain it. I'll explain it because my wife comes down and, you know, she's like watching the kid and stuff. And she like takes a look at the screen and sees the score. And she's like, what's happening in Kansas City? And I'm like, they're not good. And she's like, do they still have Mahomes? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what do you mean they're not good? And I said, well, they really only have three good players. They have Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyree Kill. And the, yeah, but that's, all, the basically all, that's basically always been true for them. And it hasn't really mattered. It's just that the... To me, it's a combination of a couple things. One, the defense is so bad, and the offense knows the defense is so bad, so that's, like, in their heads that they have to score every drive. Yeah, I mean, people are so sick of this talking point, but the the turnover stuff has been fluky. Like, Mahomes' first interception today popped off of Josh Gordon's hands and into, like, people people hate to acknowledge the randomness that's inherent in that stuff. 
but then also it's like you all like Mahomes has run so good on turnovers. What he only threw six interceptions all of last year, despite having like you know 16 interception worthy throws or whatever per PFF. So now he's running bad. The coaching staff knows they're running bad. And so their play calling is different and weird. And you actually, we saw it a little bit at the beginning of the second half. They started, they were like, oh, this is the Chiefs again. They're doing the weird little screens and Tyreek Hill is running 30 yards on a reverse. And like, oh shit, they're, and they're, the and they're playing, they're, they're throwing hook and ladders with, with Travis Kelsey. And then, and that then was... the second, and then the second something goes wrong, it's, it's, it's third and eight. They just, they just go into a shell again and start kicking field goals. And it's like, it, it, it feels like it's obviously, yes, part of it is talent and like having to rely on, on, you know, McCall Hardman and Byron Pringle. But to me, it does feel part of it's like everyone in the organization is in their heads a little bit. I, I, I think it's more that than even the talent. I think it's more that I think at the end of the day, Mahomes is still playing at an above average level. Uh, Tyreek and Kelsey are still the same talent that they've always been. And I think what you're seeing is just variants play out on a football field, except it's affecting the play calling and it's making everybody operate differently instead of just continuing to lean into the variants and trust that the talent uh, of these exceptional players is going to win out over the long run. And it's, it's a bummer because it's like, you're wasting the primes of some of these players that like, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's, it's a bummer because you're like watching a guy like Andy Reid who like should be used to leaning into the variance at this point, but it's like a poker player who's making some like experiencing some variance and then just making bad decisions well, and, it's and we, doubling down on that. We like, there's like some small insights on this stuff. Like when Kelsey was on TV with the Mannings a couple weeks ago, he was talking about how like, Oh yeah, you know, I don't really like run routes. I kind of just go out there and like do my thing. And Pat knows how to find me, which like probably is really fun when you're scoring 40 points a game and winning the Super Bowl. But when you're you're down 21 points at half and, you know, you have a losing record and you might not make the playoffs, that's probably like a little like that. That's probably like Kelsey's probably like shit. Like I need to Pat needs to know exactly where I'm at, because if I don't and we miss and we miscommunicate, he's going to throw an interception. This stuff all goes like nine levels deep, but I'm done caring about the Chiefs. Uh, I will like I will turn I will tune back into them next year. The other other thing is, it's just so hard in football to be good for a long time. For a you long time, I mean? yeah. Like windows just close, and I, I'm not I, I I'm not gonna sit here and say that the window is closed because they have Patrick Mahomes, but like Travis Kelsey's what like 32, something like that. Like Kelsey windows- is Kelsey is 32, and Tyreek is um 27, I think. Yeah, it's just like it, dude, it's hard to be good year after year. Like things end, so I I'm. Yeah, Tyreek is 27. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna end, but the, you wanna know, you wanna know the real, the real fucking kick in the ass about this whole thing. Mahomes' insane contract hasn't even kicked in yet. They're not even paying him, they're not even paying him the absurd amount of money that he's owed yet. Like they're they're in total cap hell and they've wasted all these first round picks and they're not even paying him like $35 million a year yet. Yeah. CEH first round pick. Uh, who would dude, have thought that, dude, that they didn't have that this one? Is, to burn? This is what the Chiefs have done with their first round picks in the uh, the Mahomes era. They traded it for Frank Clark, who's ass. They drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and they ass. traded for they traded for um, Orlando Brown, who's like fine, but you got to pay him a bunch of money, right? Like you you would almost maybe rather have a below average lineman who you're not paying a ton of money to than an average offensive lineman that you're, you have this huge contract extension to. It's a mess, dude. It's, it's a, it's a full ass mess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Not good, Bob. Not good. Well, at, at least we still have Kyler Murray. At least we can just pivot our stuff onto Kyler Ky- Murray. Kyler looked like he almost died today. He did. He did almost die. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, yeah. The the Cardinal stuff right now is really frustrating for our purposes because no alpha. Of, there's no alpha. The target distribution, their target distribution today, five for Zach Ertz, three for AJ Green, nine for DeAndre Hopkins, five for Kirk, three for Rondale, no rushes for Rondale today, three for Chase Edmonds. It's, it is, it's a, I mean, Rondale, Rondale has kind of, Rondale has kind of cucked the entire offense. Yes, he has. And, and Kyler doesn't really run anymore. Like not like he used to. So I think he will in their more competitive games, but I mean, how many how many hard games have they had to play this year? So they they played they played one important they played one competitive game against the Vikings. They blew the Jags out. They blew the Rams out. There was no threat they were ever going to lose to the 49ers. They were blowing the Browns out the entire game, and this game was not competitive from the kick. Now when they they so they play home to the Packers next week, I I could see that being a spot where he runs a little bit more or um, yeah. you know home to the Rams in December. I could see that being a spot, but because he is so he's become so proficient passing he uh just he just doesn't need to do it anymore the one guy i feel comfortable with in that offense that is going to erupt is chase Edmonds. chase oh i was gonna say rondale is gonna no chase chase saw 70 percent of the snaps in this in this game he he only saw two targets but he ran 25 routes he matched christian kirk's routes he was like the the i think he ran third or fourth most routes and had 15 rushing attempts I mean, he outsnapped James Conner like four times in this in this game, and I think yeah, and he's the one to get all the touchdowns. Like it's just, I mean, yes, it's it's no, all no variance. Yeah. Yes, it's all variance that makes you think that Conner is like the guy. They actually like all of the underlying stuff shows that Edmonds is the guy that they want. He's more talented. Like there's going to be an eruption spot here for Edmonds, and everybody's going to be like, "Wait, he had three straight weeks of seventy percent snap share. How did we not see this coming?" Like it's coming. I, def- I definitely exactly. made I definitely made a Kyler Nuke and Connor uh, double stack GPP team this week. Like I want to I want to have shares of of uh, of Edmonds in GPPs. I mean, I yes. think right now I think right now that's a fine way to play the Cardinals. I think you just pick one of of AJ Green, Christian Kirk, and Rondell Moore when you're playing Kyler, and if you want to throw Edmonds in on a, on a given week. But I I just think you what? you pick. You pick one of the. What do you think Rondale's doing? Rondale Rondale's out there for like less than fifty percent of the snaps and only running like routes on like fifty percent of the passing plays. He's not the guy that you like. Yeah, I, I want Rondale Kirk, as much as anybody. I think Kirk is. I mean, the number. Kirk, Kirk has the Kirk has the better role. Rondale will have. Rondale has. Uh, maybe slightly. Rondale was sixth to- in routes run this week. Six. Yeah, he was behind Zach pro- Ertz, pro- Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, AJ Green, and DeAndre. Most weeks, but he has. Yeah, but so one they they give him the gadget stuff around the goal line, but then two. I mean, we saw it against the Vikings. He he just has more of the explode like the the absurd efficiency stuff that AJ Green and Christian Kirk. Buddy, buddy Zach Ertz cucked him for the uh for the. How gadget. how amazing is Zach Ertz adding yards after the catch for the first time in his career? That was Tremendous. unbelievable. That was unreal. Good for good for the old Superflex team, Davis. We we uh, swapped for for Darren Waller. Let's go, Zach. Is Ertz, there a team? Love to see it. 
Is there a team with a bigger talent delta between like the guys who are getting the touches versus the guys who should be getting the touches? I mean, we have Zach Ertz, James Conner, and AJ Green and AJ getting Green. like significant work. And then you have Chase Edmonds, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore, like who are now becoming like relegated. And it's like, what are you doing? I don't know. A- AJ Green's acquitting himself quite fine, I think. Yeah, I mean AJ Green. AJ Green does not look. I mean he he looks fine. I I mean obviously you'd still rather the touches be going to to Rondale, but I mean, let's see who do we have who do we have on bye next week? Week eight buys. Who are we? Who uh, there's are we only missing? two teams on bye. I think like this was the big week. Oh thank God, thank God Lamar can't do it to me next week. The Ravens are on bye. Congrats. Saved. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, I guess we don't have to keep checking for where Mike Davis is playing anymore. Sucks. <laughs> Who do the Falcons play next week? <laughs> Price them at 4-4 and I'm back. In. Oh, buddy. They're home to the Panthers. Oh, snaps. Oh, snaps. <laughs> Nate. $4,400 Mike Davis home to the Panthers is really going to tempt, Nate. It's time. I'm prepared to give back everything I just won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's, I think that's, um, that's it. Let's guys, let's, let's guys buy some Bitcoin we, with our spoils, man. This new brand of our show is not as fun. Nobody like when all it. of us are winning and, yeah. and, and like, Sammy, you, somebody's got to make some bad plays next week. Everyone's mad. Everyone's mad. This is not fun. Our listeners have to be just dropping. Well, look, bro. I mean, look inward. Look in the mirror. Like you're the no, one. No, d- dude. You you think like, you're you think you're joking, but they're not. People are people are listening to the show less on weeks we win. I can look. I look at it, and I on the weeks where we all win, people listen less. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Sorry. What can you do, man? We we just keep playing Cooper Cup, and you know it's like you can't help it. Well, it's like it's like Cooper Cup is going to have to be. He's going to have to be like CMC price to not play him. Did Devontae Adams ever get to 10K last year when he was doing his like 18 touchdown thing? I think he might have. I think yeah. he did. Yeah. Maybe one. I think he did. And I bet we probably played him. Dude, he was projecting for like two touchdowns and 125 yards every game. Like it was nuts. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just gotta jam them in. And right now, Cooper Cup is just straight. Cooper Cup is a Cooper Cup is a stone cold uh jam them in. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, let's get out of here. Everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with, uh, I mean, hopefully someone loses because the, the best shows are just when someone loses and that person gets dunked on for being shitty. We need it to be Nate. We need We need Corderell Patterson to like be on the injury report and for beat writers to be like, yeah, I don't know. Like he's going to be active, but he's, he, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, he's going to give it a go. Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, that's what we that's what we need. All right, everyone. The variance the variance has been in my favor too much this year. It's coming to an end soon. Yeah. All right, we'll be back next week everybody. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 